and breathe. Welcome to Calm Club and this latest edition of the Anxiety UK podcast. Absolutely delighted uh, to have with me today uh, two um, academic pharmacists with a, a background in community pharmacy. I'm joined today by uh, Hayley Gorton from the University of Huddersfield uh, and Ian Maidman from Aston University. Thank you both for, for being here today and uh, thank you for joining uh, and breathe our Anxiety UK podcast. To start us off with, maybe you could just, uh, one of you would like to start us off, just tell us about the role of community pharmacists, how they can help people living with anxiety, stress, anxiety-based depression, with with their medication, what they should be taking, what they, what they should look out for, and what are the services that, that the community pharmacists can provide for, for those living with anxiety? Well, Probably best to start one step back and just remind people what community pharmacy is, because not everyone might might really really know what we're talking about. So we're talking about your pharmacies on the high street, Boots, Lloyd's, independent pharmacies, all different chains where people traditionally go in and buy health products and, of course, collect their medication. So in your community pharmacy, you'll always find a pharmacist. Um, but you'll also have some of the members of the pharmacy team. You might have pharmacy technicians, pharmacy assistants. Delivery drivers, people might might know from delivering medication to the house. And the the pharmacy teams are of, often provide lots of general care to do with all different types of health problems, physical and mental health. So in terms of anxiety, um, people sometimes have pretty good relationships with their pharmacy teams and they might see how people might change over time and they might be able to spot some symptoms that they might recommend to people that they they need to see perhaps a doctor or a different prescriber about. So at the moment in pharmacies in England, we can't directly refer into a GP practice, but we can kind of facilitate people to getting some additional care. Yeah. So that might be recommending that they go and see somebody else. It might be giving them information about different services. So perhaps some support charities might be included in that. And of course, pharmacists can give lots of advice about medications so how and when to take medications any potential side effects of the medications starting or stopping medications and interactions with the medication that's great that's really good intro and i think knowing the kind of questions that come up on our helpline and and also through our our online chatbot now which we have on our website ask Anxia. These are the kind of questions that come up quite frequently that people worry about. Are they taking the right medication? What if they want to come off their medication? What side effects they're going to have? What problems they can sort of encounter? And, and, and some people very you know get worried about taking medication in, in, at all. And, and, and understandably, they want some advice. It's really, and we often will encourage them to go and speak to their chemist as well as their GP if they're not comfortable going to see the GP. So it's great to hear that that, that you know, re- reinforcing really that kind of signposting we're doing is the right thing because we know chemists are as qualified as the doctors aren't they these days i mean they're highly qualified pharmacists okay i think picking up some of Haley's points they're the most accessible and convenient healthcare practitioner so they are very busy as we all are in healthcare at the moment as people are aware of but they're still the most accessible people the most convenient people um, picking up some of your points, um, they can advise on taking the medication. They can really tell you what what side effects can you expect? When can you expect them? 
Okay, can you expect them at the start? Can you expect them later? How can you help to manage the side effects? They can also tell you how long before the medicines start to work. They can tell you about stopping it. Often it's really important with these, with these medications, antidepressants we tend to use for anxiety, is that you don't stop them suddenly. You stop them very, very gradually. They can also, as I said, advise you about side effects. Now, understandably, um, patients are worried about side effects of medication. You're taking a chemical into your body. You're taking it long term. You're worried about the side effects. Um, and pharmacists and their support staff can advise you about the side effects. Um, to give you a specific example, um, lots of antidepressants cause um, they affect your sexual function. And people may not be aware that that's a medication effect not a symptom they may think it's a symptom of the, of the anxiety not affecting the medication but pharmacists they can advise you on the side effects and what to expect i think Haley can there's a, a new service which has just been started called the new medicine service for antidepressants and i think Haley can talk a bit more further about that in some detail great okay Haley, over to, to you then i think ian's Yes. Left, left that one with you to deal with. Yes. So the new medicine service has been running in pharmacy now for about nine or 10 years. And it started off with um, some medicines for asthma, for diabetes, for, for heart problems. And finally, after quite a lot of lobbying from the pharmacy profession, we, we've understand that antidepressants are going to be included in the new medicine service and initially they said it was going to be uh, this week that we're recording this podcast but we do think the start has been delayed a little bit. Now the purpose of this will be to support people when they're newly initiated and a new antidepressant and we're presuming that it will be for people taking antidepressants for either anxiety or depression although that is still to be absolutely confirmed. The idea being that the pharmacist will as they will always when someone has a, a medicine and particularly a new medicine tell tell the person a little bit about their medication but they will then follow them up with either a phone call or, or an in-person meeting after a week or two and then a couple of weeks after that to see how they're getting on and it's to give the person that's taking the medication a real opportunity to ask any questions to see if they have started taking the medication and if they haven't have a chat about why that might be and then if they have started the medication are they remembering to take it are they experiencing um any problems are, are they actually is it actually helping and how can we you know in, encourage the person with that um but you know it made that really crucial point that particularly antidepressants it can take about four to six weeks for yeah. them to start working so having that initial support is hope will hopefully be quite helpful uh, for people so they they if they want to persevere they, they with the medication, they've got that support to say, you know, it's normal that it's not actually working at the moment. It does take that little bit of time and we're here to ask, answer those questions for you. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. I've recently started a course of medication myself for, um, I've got actually rheumatoid arthritis <laughs> and um, uh, I've been taking the product that took about four to six weeks or six to eight weeks before it started to kick in. But I didn't get advised of that at the start. And I think there's a bit of confusion. Uh, for so, so and it's up, amazing. Picking up Haley's points, um, I think one of the key challenges is you get side effects right at the start, or you yeah. can get side effects right at the start, but it takes a while for the drug to start to work. So you've yeah. got this kind of gap where yeah. you might get side effects, you don't feel an effect. So it's yeah. important to get support and persist with it, okay, yeah. if you can. 
obviously the key thing is if you're worried about taking it speak to someone yeah don't just suddenly stop taking it without speaking to someone um to speak to your pharmacist speak to your gp speak to a nurse get advice um really important because if you stop suddenly if you suddenly stop an antidepressant you can get quite bad withdrawal symptoms so you need to speak to someone yeah and i know we we encourage our therapists we make sure our our, our talking therapists who who are supporting those people with talking therapy understand that as well which one of the questions we ask them as part of their interview process is understanding to encourage people if they want to stop a to speak to a gp or the community pharmacist because they're not qualified as therapists to give that advice, but also to, to strongly encourage them not to stop straight away and and, and, and to, to you know get that advice, that professional advice about how to, to withdraw from that medication is so, so important, isn't it? But so the thing that, that struck me was it didn't work straight away and I'd stopped taking my painkillers and suddenly thought, why am I in pain? I've got this new medicine, it's not working. Says, no, keep taking the painkillers till you feel it's, it's working. But that's fantastic. So we talked about, prescription medication what about um uh, is there over-the-counter medications or um things that people can buy without prescription that, that you would you would advise is something they consider because not, you know, like a lot of a lot of uh, illnesses or conditions anxiety can be mild it can be something people can self-manage with you know some some self-support techniques is there over-counter medication that you would recommend or sort of advise people to consider if they've not been prescribed something or any other type of you know, herbal remedies? I think the key thing to remember is that um, so there's nothing that's licensed that we sell in pharmacies that is specifically for anxiety. But some herbal medicines are marketed for anxiety and herbal medicines are the level of proof of how they work is different to other medication. So the key thing is always to make sure your pharmacist knows what you're taking or do you ask a pharmacist about what you want to take, particularly in relation to other medical conditions that you might have or your other medication, because the way, there is some evidence of drug-drug interactions with certain herbal medicines. Um, and that actually there's also a bit of a, a black hole of things we don't know about because of the, te- the testing's a bit differently. So you will see some things marketed but it's always really important just to discuss that with the pharmacist from obviously the other medication conditions point of view pregnancy breastfeeding any liver problems or kidney problems okay did do you have any yeah. <laughs> sorry i had to turn my mute button off so it was a slight uh, so i apologize for that i was struggling for it on the screen um so i, I think people think that herbal medicines are risk-free and don't have side effects that's not true. Herbal medicines, over-the-counter medicines, they can have side effects equally as prescription medicines. The key thing is to talk to a pharmacist about it. Don't um, suddenly stop taking an antidepressant and take a herbal medicine. Don't add a herbal medicine or, or over-the-counter medicine onto a prescription medicine without talking it, about it to your pharmacist or your GP. Um, I mean, generally, patients do best on a combination of some sort of medication plus talking therapy. So it's a, usually it's dual therapy that works best. So we need some sort of talking therapy with medication usually works best, I would say. Yeah, I know. And again, we, we do many, many talks and webinars on these kind of things. And it's interesting how many people have different experiences. I mean, and, and we often will say and encourage people to you know, try different 
different routes, try different uh, solutions. Because I know I can remember a lady standing up at a, a, a talk I gave at a conference and saying, I had six sessions at CBT. It's the best thing since sliced bread. I've been right as rain ever since. And other people say, well, CBT didn't work for me. And others will say the vice versa, medication works and therapy didn't, blah, blah, blah. So it's right that and, and we, we often discuss internally about wouldn't it be magic if we had a, a wonderful formula that said, oh, that person needs this and this and this. And you could identify exactly the right combination of treatments for everybody just by looking at them. And fortunately, with anxiety and anxiety-based depression, it's never as simple as that, is it? We all we all respond different differently to different treatments. So, okay, great. Any 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 other areas that we haven't explored that you 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 feel that our our, our, our podcast listeners would really value benefit from knowing about in, in terms of medication and, and and medical services, community pharmacist services that we we should we should encourage them to consider. Or if there's not, then we'll. I, mean, I, I agree with you, Dave. It is trial and error, unfortunately. That with all these medications for anxiety, depression, and also talking therapies, which I know a lot less about, obviously, we, we can never be sure what's going to work. Um, and also, what works previously may not work next time. It may well work, okay, but it may not work. I think um, the other thing I would highlight is that um, if you've got Anxiety is part of another illness, complex other mental health needs. Um, your community pharmacists can, there are specialist mental health pharmacists out there and they, they can deal with people on complex medication regimes. And they, the community pharmacists should be able to link you in with them for further advice. So if you're on antidepressants, other medication, there are other people who can support you as well. Just one final thing probably from me is that we do need more research in this area. How can we best utilise community pharmacists for this? How can we best train them? How can we? How can patients be aware of them? How can patients work with them to get the best outcome um, to help identify people suffering from anxiety and also to get the best treatment for them? Because um, they are the most successful healthcare professional and we need to use them the best ability we can to help people with anxiety. Yeah, I know there's a huge amount of research being done, but not enough, is there? I mean, I know we, we set up our own small pot of um, research fund money, which we named the Catherine and Howard Fisher Research Fund in, in, in honour of our founders of, of, of the charity. Um, but it is only a small pot. And I know from talking to researchers that how they would benefit from, from, from more funding being made available. And, yeah, it's uh, it's an area that we still don't know enough about, do we? It is, to illustrate the point, it, it costs about a billion pounds to bring a drug to market. Yeah. So that's a lot of money, but yeah. we frame a fraction of that understanding how people take it in the real world. We spend all this money getting the drug license, but then we don't do much research on how do people actually take it in the real world? How does it? How do they get support with it? How can they manage the side effects? Um, so I think there's a bit of a dichotomy there, I think. Um, so we do, we do we do need more research. Another thought I just had as well. We we've done a lot of work in in recent years around nutrition and anxiety and the impact of what you eat and what you put in your stomach and your gut and the link between the gut and the brain. And then you start to expand that thought and having these conversations. You think, well, hang on a bit. And what impact? What 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 does that happen when 
your, your guts processing food and creating signals to your brain in one way, and then you add a medication factor into there. Does that change the guts reaction? <laughs> I don't know. You know, way way above way above my pay grade, I have to say. But um, I'm sure that there is all sorts of things going on chemically inside our bodies, which which will will be affected by not just what we eat, but, but what medications we're taking as well. And is that, you know, that, that enhance it or does it, who knows, who knows? We could, we could talk about this all day, couldn't we? Except for, I know, uh, I know you've all got better things to do, but anyway, any, any last thoughts from yourself, Haley? Any, anything? Well, we I suppose it's Im- important to say we, we've, um, we've highlighted how fantastic we know our community pharmacy colleagues are um but we we do know they're stretched as well so they they will help you they will very much want to help you you may just have to wait a little bit more than we may have done in the past because people are really stretched and i suppose if you have had a lovely community uh, experience in the community pharmacy and you know encourage people to champion that as well because there's been a lot about funding for community pharmacy recently and and, and the stretches that they're under. We want our colleagues to be, be able to continue providing these fantastic services and more. Um, so, yeah, just just to be aware of that, that they definitely will want to help you. Um, but, but they, you know, as Ian said before, everyone's under a lot of workplace stress. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you both. I, I, I think we've had a really interesting and, and, and enlightening conversation around this area. I'm sure... There'll be people listening who will who will benefit from it. I mean, for those that if you who who are listening and, and hopefully you take away from this some some tips and some guidance on on where you can go to get help and advice and signpost you to the to the people that can help you. We've also uh, recently um, and hopefully by the time this podcast actually goes out, hopefully we never know, but certainly not so, too long afterwards, we've signed up to a, a choice of medication. Um, service which will allow us to integrate onto our own website some simple guidance and advice around medications as well so it'll be another source of of sort of top line stuff i mean it's not ne- never the same as, as as speaking to a professional in the field but um some simple guidance around things to look out for with your medication will be available from the anxiety uk website and um and then you know if necessary you can take that to to your community pharmacist or your GP, if you need any further enhancement to that to that information that you can't get from from that source. So, thank you everyone for for, for listening in again today. Our next podcast will be um, coming along in about a month's time. I'm not sure what we've got scheduled on the on the agenda at the moment, but um, we'll, we'll promote it through our normal channels, our social media channels, etc. It just remains for me to say a huge thank you to to Haley and Ian for joining us today and. Uh, We look forward to you joining in and listening to future podcasts in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, everyone.